All right, welcome to Two Beats Off Podcast. Hi guys, Steven and MC are here. How are y'all doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Really great because I'm having a good night. Because of the penguins? Yeah, my penguins are beating Steven's devils currently with a minute 30 left, so we're all very happy. We're not all happy, but that's are you, okay. Are well, they being, being a pretty bad, like they couldn't turn it around in a minute 30? It's They're up by two, so probably not. Yeah. That's okay. Anyway, not a hockey podcast. We'll leave <laughs> that one go. It's occasionally a hockey podcast. Steven, who's uh who's the interview this week? Chad. Oh right. Chad Toper. Mm-hmm. Topper Toper. Chad Topper. Topper. Chad. Be a bottomer. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. What did you guys do this week? Anything cool? We played a pretty rad show at JB Love Drafts this weekend. Oh, yeah? Who yeah, was that yeah. one? Uh, we played with Fat Heaven, Mob Mentality, Video Massacre, and Light the Lamp. That's a weird Fat band name. Fat Heaven was cool. Fat Heaven was very cool. Oh, Fat Heaven's cool. Yeah. Light the Lamp is hockey-themed punk, since we're sticking mm. with the hockey podcast theme. Is that a hockey term? Yeah, it's like when they score because uh, oh. the lamp goes off behind the net. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, it was really, really packed in there too. Like by the time the last couple bands were playing, you couldn't walk from the front of the bar to back where the bands were playing. You were kind of just stuck in a crowd of people. Yeah, I I tried to hang out downstairs in the basement alone because it gave me anxiety. Is the basement like? part of the bar or were you like alone in a dingy like bar basement with kegs and alone in a dark room there were no lights or anything and i just sat there and there was water dripping on my head and i cried and i went up and played oh my god i made him play better though it sounds like the beginning of a reservoir set not an old tigers one look steven likes being waterboarded in the basement okay don't very don't, very slowly don't you kink shame him Thank you, MC, for understanding. Uh, all right, should, can I start off with my topic? Yeah, hit me. All right. So we've all seen the first one, the original. And I know everyone's excited for the follow-up. But we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. It's been pushed back. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2 has been pushed <laughs> back to August because of coronavirus. Wait, Really? Yeah. When was it supposed to come out? Now, I have a lot of questions. We're going to figure this out. We're going to get to the bottom of Peter Rabbit 2. When was uh, it supposed to come out? It, it, April 3rd. So, we would assume that they probably already have it shot and filmed, right? So, they're just pushing back the release because they don't think anybody will go? Or are yeah. they pushing back finishing the movie because no one wants to go to set? What do you think is the case? No, it's definitely to play in Europe, like mid-March. It's oh. uh, they don't want people n- not wanting to go to the movies, so they're pushing back to August. Huh. So what you're telling me is, I can watch it illegally on the internet for free in the comfort of my own home, with an illegal stream from Europe in mid-March. See, this is what they're afraid of. <laughs> yeah, that that kills kills revenue for the film industry. I guess yeah, well, I, they definitely lost my eight dollars. I guess that one makes sense because I assume that's a kids' movie and kids are immune compromised or whatever the hell. 
This I thought it cr- only killed old people. Kids That's too. Why I the think. boomers were so upset. It's it's mostly old people, yeah. Okay, it's not great for kids though, right? Nothing's good. What for is kids. great for kids? Yeah. Alcohol isn't great for kids. Fruit snacks. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, until little Joey's Choking diabetic. Desert. They have sugar-free fruit snacks. Who wants that? Little <laughs> choking after. That's hey, like you know, non-alcoholic beer. No, thank you. <laughs> I want beer. I want beer. If I want something non-alcoholic, I will drink water or Gatorade. Yeah, that's true. Steven, did you have any follow-ups to your Peter Rabbit topic? Or was that uh, it? Rose Byrne is in it. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the first Peter Rabbit. Is this um, so it's live action with like an animated rabbit? Why are we talking about this? Is this Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, because you said live action with an animated rabbit, and that's what I'm thinking. Honest question, Jessica Rabbit, yes or no? Oh man, in like what sense? (laughs) Don't make him spell it out, Steve. Could you please? Oh. You know, if you don't get it, then I guess you never will. So Steven's a no. <laughs> I'm a... Uh... You don't want to say it. Just I, I'll say yes first. All right, I'll sh- be the first yeah. yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yes. See, you can't be Garth and be like, did you ever think Bugs Bunny was kind of hot when he put on the female bunny costume? And, blah, 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 and then just let Wayne laugh you into submission. Like, I didn't think so either. Just admit that you think something was attractive and it was a cartoon. It's okay. It's why they did it. Yeah, I had a crush on Daphne for sure. You're a see? you're a Daphne guy, not a Velma fella. As I got older, I became a Velma guy, but still Daphne all the way. I feel like everyone in our generation now is like, oh, I was always a Velma guy. But yeah. young young kids were Team Daphne, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, ah, okay. So maybe not animated rabbit, but that's not like a puppet. I'm looking at photos of Peter Rabbit. Sorry. Is it it's like not... CGI? Yeah, it's like CGI rabbits in a real life world is what it looks like. I don't understand why you're criticizing the movie. I'm not criticizing it. I was trying to understand. I'm giving it one and a half stars already. <laughs> Two beats off review, one and a half stars. There's a pretty cool image, if you Google Peter Rabbit 2, of him kicking some nerd in the face. And it's <laughs> like that that like midway thing where his face is like like jutted out mm. i do like that i'm gonna yeah. look for this this might give it an extra half star on my scale and that's the, your own that was your only topic steven yeah that's all i got <laughs> do you guys see any good gigs that you didn't play recently Just oh, the, that is a good image yeah right <laughs> great for an audio medium <laughs> us sharing images of peter rabbit too <laughs> so yeah, I'm still not on board with Peter Rabbit, too. Um, I, I didn't know it was the second one. I didn't know there was one already. Check it out. No, I had a, a like doom metal show at the garage over the weekend that um, the band from York called Cultic played and Book of Worms, W-Y-R-M-S, Book Hell of Worms. Hell yeah. I was going to ask if it was a Y or like a V. Hell yeah, yeah, it's a it's a Y. It it would be real. It would probably be more metal if it was like two V's and then the Y to make worms. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, whatever. And um, that was a really cool show. Um, 
Witch Hazel, who is from York here, was supposed to play but couldn't at the last minute for some reason. But I've been really shocked. Like, on a really great note, I've had about eight or nine shows at the garage so far this year, and I have only personally booked one of them. And it has been such a relief that I don't have to do all that work of keeping. I just keep track and unlock the door and say, oh, yeah, you guys be here at seven. I'll unlock the door. I'll turn on the sound. Bands will come. I have a lot less work to do. It's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good that everyone gets to come, too. Yeah, you know, not everyone. At the end of the day, you know, sex is like Chinese dinner. It ain't over till you both get your cookie. Oh no! What movie is that from? I don't. I don't know. That was bad. <laughs> you guys don't know that one? No. It's a weird nineties movie. Outside Providence. I never saw it. No, me neither. Uh, one of the Baldwin brothers played the. I think it was Alec played the dad of this like, like kind of stoner kid, and he was his girlfriend was Amy Smart. And she went to like Brown University, so he went all out trying to impress her at some boys' school that he got sent to, and ended up getting into a college. And huh. um, he had a brother in a wheelchair, and I mean, they did a lot of jokes with the wheelchair because he made it a point of being like, even though he was in a wheelchair, I didn't ever treat him any different. And you just threw him in the back of a pickup truck and goes driving, and this kid's just like rolling around in the back of a pickup <laughs> truck, but like. <laughs> He wasn't ever, it was never like mean. It wasn't like mean spirited jokes. It was just like, you know, I'm not going to treat my kid brother any different. I'll throw him in the back of a truck. It was a really good movie, but, you know, that was quirky 90s. Yeah, 90s really were a different time, huh? Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, I saw another out of character show uh, Thursday night at Central Market in York. My friend JJ hosts uh, Cable House where they bring in, she normally brings in a lot of folky kind of acoustic acts, but she brought in this band from Nashville called The Minx, who did a very bluesy kind of rock and roll mixed with a couple of their own versions of like old country songs because they're from Nashville. And with the local tie-in, the singer, whose name I don't know, but she is originally from this area. I believe she grew up in New Oxford. So that was pretty cool seeing a show in a very unusual setting being York's central market house. And uh, the opening band tying into nineties movies was, they had this very nineties alternative sound and they reminded me what I said to my girlfriend was their sound is what it would sound like if a bunch of kids from 2020 watched reality bites and then started a band and wrote music reality bites is a good movie it is but you know the soundtrack has that it's like that mid 90s alternative like perfect mix yeah like it wasn't too heavy on the grunge and it wasn't too heavy on the pop it was just like that weird like 90s a little bit of crunch on the guitar but not a lot but not too much it wasn't overdone production either and that band definitely had that sound down pretty well i think they were called reality something which is not me not remembering their name that is actually their name reality something oh oh i thought you were forgetting 
Okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. double checked because I tagged him on Facebook because I took a, or Instagram because I took a picture and posted it, and it's reality something. They have an Instagram, probably a Facebook too. That that led me to look up. Sorry, I'm trying to just find the list. I was looking at the um, Reality Bite soundtrack, googling it. It's a New Order, the Juliana Hatfield Three, Crowded House, Me Fi Me, U Two, Lisa Loeb, The Squeeze, World Party. So you were pretty dead on with your description. Yeah. Hey, here's um, then here's some news, breaking hit, almost. Hit me. Alex Jones. Oh no. Was charged with. Uh, driving while intoxicated in Texas. Oh, really? Of course he was. Look at his face. When is he not intoxicated? <laughs> yeah, this is breaking news here. Um, here's a pretty good topic, entertainment themed. Um, the Corey Feldman documentary didn't oh. air last night. I guess there were a lot of technical difficulties. He said he was hacked. By the Hollywood elite, who he's trying to take down. Yeah, he's supposed he's supposedly going to name like a whole list of pedophiles, right? Yeah. So I I did some googling, and a couple people that were at the theater where he screened it live in person. Uh, who were the names? The big one's Charlie Sheen. Okay. He said Charlie Sheen raped Surprise. Corey Haim when he was thirteen, and Charlie Sheen was nineteen. Yeah. Uh, he also said. A producer, John Grissom, which I'm pretty sure is not the same as the author, John Grisham. Right. Two separate people, not to slander anyone. Um, I forget the third name, but it wasn't a big name that I recognized. Hmm. But he is saying that his film, which he tried to air on the internet and live stream this one time, got hacked by people that were trying to keep him quiet. Huh. John Grissom was an actor in exactly two movies, Dream a Little Dream and License to Drive. Yes. I remember License to Drive. Yeah, that was a uh, The Corey's movie. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. But anyway, I would not put it past it to be, I don't know, Saying like, oh, it was hacked. That like sounds goofy, but like, I'm guessing someone heard something and didn't want that to exist. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm sure. And based on the shit that came out all very recently, the big name being Harvey Weinstein, I, I don't doubt that a lot of powerful people in Hollywood have done a lot of terrible, terrible things over the years, especially way back in the pre-internet and cell phone era when you weren't at risk of being recorded 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on a lighter note, let's segue a little bit. Um, I was asking what gigs you guys have been to recently because I wanted to uh, mention that my wife Lois went to Silverstein and Four Years Strong in Philadelphia the other night. And um, I'm not trying to publicly shame her, but it did make me think of what is – the band that you've seen the most times in your youth that you now find embarrassing? Is there one? Yeah. In my youth, most times. I don't like, who, like, who are you all about that now you're like, oh, no. Um, my favorite band was Avenged Sevenfold for a brief period of time. 
I stand by Waking the Fallen still. It's great. I never uh, really got into a bunch of like the scene bands that would be super embarrassing. I saw Rise Against a whole bunch of times, but when I was seeing them, they weren't embarrassing yet. They're oh. only they're only oh. kind of embarrassing now. So segue. Yeah, Rise Against. Um, my one band, Decontrol. We played our first show on a weekday at Dillsburg Fire Hall in. I don't know, 2000, 2001, something like that. Rise Against was the headliner. They had just signed to Epitaph, but they hadn't released anything yet. They were still touring. Yeah, Fat. It was Fat. fat. Sorry, it was Fat Records. So they just got signed. They hadn't released anything yet, and they were still touring in a really shitty conversion van with a little trailer. And they were super nice at that point, to the point where it was our first show, and they were like pretty into us and they thought we were cool and they asked us for like a demo or any kind of merch which we didn't have because it was our first show and we were like goofy kids but i thought that was pretty cool yeah that's cool i don't know if they're still nice people i hope so you never know i've heard they're pretty nice but i uh saw them on the remember when warp tour was in hershey was that 2004 yes um that was when their major label record came out the day they played warp tour in hershey and their record release show was on a side stage with like 20 people watching them it was really awesome Oof. no i thought it was great because i liked the record before the major label one too i was yeah. stoked to be one of 20 people there and they signed signed my cd <laughs> i remember at one of the warp tours i saw in camden new jersey i can't remember which new york hardcore band it was but one of the New York hardcore bands was playing one of the side stages and I was kind of hanging around the back watching because I think it was a band that had played locally here. And like, you know, I try to support bands that come through this area because especially at that time, I wasn't traveling a whole lot to go to band, see bands play because I was probably 16 or 17 and some fucking idiot. While the the singer was saying something about anti-racism, whatever, which super positive thing, some idiot in the crowd just stands up, throws his fists in the air and starts yelling white power. He got drugged down. And the next time I see him, paramedics are like dragging him out and his whole face and head are bloody, which good job. Everyone in New Jersey, you won't hear me compliment everyone in New Jersey very (laughs) often, but this time everyone in New Jersey did the right thing. Beat up an idiot. <laughs> I think I've seen Real Big Fish a really embarrassing amount of times. I thought about that too. Like, I don't know if I find Real Big Fish embarrassing, but I've seen them an embarrassing amount of times. So let's let's talk Real Big Fish here. Okay. Just, we just had an interview this past week at the Chameleon Club, and Real Big Fish happened to also be the Chameleon Club that night. And they just they had a tutor. They had the one guy with the the horn. <laughs> Walking around, just tooting the fucking horn while everyone is minding their own business. You said tutor like they had like a math guy that like travels with them, teaching them like trig. No, no, no. no. They, they a have tutor. a tutor, but it's for all their kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> those guys are, I mean, oh. they made it big when I was in school. So they've got to be over, they've got to be 40 to 45 at least at a minimum. Well, I'm not sure how many are OG members. Probably only like one. 
Yeah, not that many. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah this fucker was tooting his goddamn horn left and right. Although the guys that left are probably the morons because that band still tours and makes money. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's, that's the thing, too. We were like, how does Ska still do in 2020? And apparently pretty well. Pretty well. well. I mentioned to you guys, I had uh, Public Serpents, a Ska band from New Jersey with a couple of the guys from Choking Victim, play at the garage. And I didn't know what to expect, but we had a pretty much packed house. Yeah, like I think if I was, I think if I was doing ska shows every weekend or every month, maybe not. But doing them here and there keeps people happy. Yeah. Now I, I haven't listened to Public Serpents, but can I assume that they're like a punk band with ska parts, like Leftover Crack is? Like, are they of that vein, like more punk than they are ska? I think it's very much equal parts. It, okay, I, I, I compared it. I think much more to like against all authorities mix where right it's okay more upbeat faster dirtier it's, it's not like ska. it's not like ruby fish or streetlight or no 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 less, no less than jake or anything yeah that's kind of what i was wondering because when i think of ska i think of that 90s whatever wave i don't know how many how many waves of ska are there i have no idea i think the 90s was the third wave yes, um sir. okay okay i have a question Aaron Barrett's 45, by the way, from Real Big Fish. Okay, so I was basically spot on. Yeah, pretty close. Okay. First thing that comes to your mind, Voodoo Glow Skulls. Great band. Oh. You don't like them? We need to talk I, about this. I liked them because I was a high school saxophone player in, in the, the band bus listening to a record called Band Geek Mafia and was like, oh, man, this is cool. <laughs> oh my god, I like I like the little Justin voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Um, I absolutely hate that guy's fucking voice. Well, good for you. He's not in the band anymore. <laughs> did you hear about that, MC? I did not. He had a meltdown probably last year, like a a pro Trump like meltdown on stage, and cool. like yeah, it was wild. And now the guy from Manic Hispanic is their singer. Oh, I mean, I know I knew that uh, the singer Pennywise left because he had kids and wanted to do the family man stuff. And then the guy from Ignite took over. But now the original guy is back. So, I mean, I knew that. Did you see that that movie that he made? The no. um, the other no. F word? No. What's that? It's a, it's a punk fatherhood documentary. Uh, the okay. guy from Pennywise made it. And Lois and I joked afterwards that like the whole thesis of it is basically, come on, guys, this is why I left Pennywise. It's a real reason, I promise. <laughs> well, he wrote a book similar to that idea, too, I think. Well, um, imagine just thinking that you have to explain that you're a dad so much that you make a movie and a book about it. <laughs> a lot of movies are just like people explaining a lot of dumb things that they do. Yeah. I, okay. You didn't write so, your dad. You didn't write your dad book yet, Stephen. Yeah, no one. It wouldn't be very interesting. Sorry, MC. Go ahead. Another subject we covered once before, but think about it. High fidelity is literally a guy writing a book about how he got his heart broken and then realized he was actually the asshole. That's true. Oh, I'm six episodes in, by the way. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. I haven't started it. It's good. I keep meaning to. 
There is something that I, I saw somebody recommended. Hold on, on, on there that I really want to watch because I'm going to take a second to recommend Lego Masters on Hulu. Have you guys watched that? I have not. I'm afraid of it. It's it's a reality show where the the host is Will Arnett from Arrested Development, and um and BoJack Horseman and BoJack Horseman, and they it's a reality show where teams get a challenge of something to build with Legos, and they'll be like, you only have 18 hours to build this thing. And I'm like, wait, please give them a lunch break or something like, holy <laughs> shit. Cause obviously they don't show that and they have them like wear the same clothes or whatever. I'm hoping they take a break and aren't just building Legos for 18 straight hours with more. So I'm worried about Will Arnett just standing there looking at them build Legos for 18 hours and occasionally okay. being like, what are these guys doing? Like, should what are they building that? that takes 18 hours? Are they building things the size of like cars? They did um, like a recent one was a city block. Like each of them got a table that they had to build a skyscraper or whatever on. And a lot of them had moving parts. Like one had an elevator that went all the way up and back down. And okay. It's pretty cool. Sure. It's a pretty fun show. So I, I want to just see them get like a whole, like, do you remember the nineties pirate ship Legos? Uh-huh. Get a couple of those classic 90s pirate ship Legos, take all the parts out, dump them in a freaking bucket, give them the instructions and say, your kid's crying, put it together in an hour or less. That'd be more exciting. Lego masters, in my opinion. Have, have you been to a Lego store? I think there's one in King of Prussia. They... No, I haven't. Actually, I lie. I went to the one, uh, I think it's at Downtown Disney in Orlando. So you just have... They just have clear bins full of like one type of brick. And that's what the show is. There's a wall of like little clear buckets that have like, oh, a three by one black strip or whatever. It's like a whole wall that they just dig out and build this shit out of. It's pretty wild. Some funny meme that said Lego people live in houses made of their own flesh. Oh, God, that's true. That's a weird thing <laughs> to think about. Uh, but the 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 series that I was recommended and wanted to watch is called Dirty Money, which is I guess a docu series about um, the old DJT Donald Trump's money and where it came from and how great of a businessman he is not. And oh. I'm really interested to watch that because, you know, edu- Stephen, I feel like we keep cutting you off. You got something to something to blurt here? Um. I just want to make sure Will's okay. Will. Arnett. Oh, I think he's, I think he's all he, right. He's 17 hours into the 18-hour build, and his eyes are just glossed over, drooling. I think that we need to start a trending hashtag, is Will Arnett okay? The answer is <laughs> no. His wife left him, didn't she? Uh, they're not together anymore. I don't pretend to know the makings of Hollywood couples. Oh, it's probably Wait. because of one of those child porn rings that they got going on. He was so married is, to Amy um, Poehler, Stephen. Related, but uh, you guys know who Post Malone is, right? Yes. Tangentially, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's some videos of him touring now, and he does this one song where he gets really emotional, and like, I guess he like falls on the ground and like yells or whatever. It's about performance, you know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone on the internet is freaking out and assuming that he has a drug addiction and it's going to die like Mac Miller. <laughs> it's it's like the internet never saw Sasha. <laughs> Let's be honest though. 
<laughs> I've seen the dirt, and I know that drug addiction in the music industry is real. Right, but that's not why he's. It's like he goes, he freaks out for like one part of one song, in the same sit. In yeah. the, like every after scene. taking a big hit of acid, bro. Yeah. Well, either way. So I mean, come on. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate. So, I just be, this, you just gotta like if you get bored, read the tweets because they're it's like like teenagers like really concerned for Post Malone's health right now. I don't know how I found it. I don't know why I read it. But I did, and I thought Meanwhile, it was... these are the same teenagers that were eating Tide Pods a couple years ago, thinking and posting the videos on the internet, giggling like a bunch of idiots. You know what? Maybe they should be concerned about themselves. <laughs> Speaking, MC, you mentioned the dirt. Speaking of music, uh, let's call that a documentary. Let's just go for it. Um, Honestly, <laughs> if that's not a documentary, I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> my, my mom recently watched, uh, I think it's called Miss Americana. Is that the Taylor Swift one that's on Netflix? Uh, she she texts so. text me and is like, you should watch. I'd love to see your thoughts on this. It's just like, I didn't used to like her, but it's amazing how she writes songs. And I didn't have the heart to break it to my mom that Taylor Swift probably writes songs the same way I do, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I you didn't care about coming into my room when I was 16, like yelling about nonsense. Like, come on. I know there was one of the people mentioned in the documentary that... I guess Taylor Swift heard she said something bad about Taylor Swift, so Taylor Swift got upset about it. And, like, this lady was like, I'm a comedian. I make jokes for a living. That wasn't meant to be, like, oh. serious. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, if you're going to get that butt hurt, maybe don't be famous. Yeah, because fair enough. if you're famous, you're a polarizing figure. Like, there's no famous person that everybody likes. That's JFK my... was a popular president, and somebody still blew his fucking brains out. Yeah. Now I'm gonna try. Now I'm gonna try and think of a, a celebrity everybody likes. I feel like everybody's pretty positive about Danny DeVito. Does anyone hate him? People don't like him because he is a Bernie supporter. Oh right, he's a Bernie guy. Okay. I'll tell you who everyone likes Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. Because I saw the movie Jersey Girl. There are definitely people that don't like Will Smith. Hmm. I'm doing a lot of like pretty hard callback movies. I I had to stop for a second. I love that movie. I it don't really I was don't, great. I don't care who knows it, but I had to stop and think about what Will Smith did in that movie. And I just it was a like a press release for Will Smith, right? Like yeah. a press conference that they were at with the baby. Yeah. There's gotta be a celebrity everyone likes. There's gotta be. Think about it and keep moving. Okay. I feel like if we think about it for too long, we're just going to all sit here and stare at the, yes. the pictures of each other on the computer screen and not say anything. It's going to be really bad radio. Good. Steven can edit that. It's fine. So, oh, speaking of Steven, you might want to cut this. We'll see. MC, we thought of a new um, segment while we were sitting in Brandon's office of the Chameleon Club. It's checking in to see where Jake Langley is this week. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I forgot about that. Because he posted um Oh, Facebook he's going on status. the solo tour. He's going on a giant tour and said he's going to um be like busking on the median of a highway. Wait, so time out. So he's just lime? Yeah. With a van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me For the record, I... I started to like search lime and not Jake Langley. 
It's pretty far back in his Facebook sizes, but you can look for it. I looked for it last time. I don't feel so like it. So tonight he is in Huntington, West Virginia, where he got added to a show last minute. Um, <laughs> Jacob Daniel Langley. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jacob Daniel Langley. Black Sheep Burrito and Brews, March 10th at 8 p.m. So he's probably done playing by now. Actually, okay. knowing Jake, he might not be done playing by now. Yeah. yeah. 10 p.m. Um, he posted a picture of himself wearing what looks like a Christmas sweater with like roses on it, like an ugly Christmas sweater. He was very transparent in his tour dates and not only listed where he's playing solo, but when he has handguns practice, where handguns is playing and just where he's going to be like, what stays going to be hanging out in. So shout out to Jake Langley forever on tour. We'll check in next week and see where also, Jake Langley shout is. out to Jake Langley for being dedicated enough to the cause of losing weight that he dropped a whole person probably. Cause yeah, he got pretty yeah. heavy there and he's like ripped now. Yeah. Good for him. A little scary looking. I saw their post where somebody posted that they were told they could not board an airplane with a handgun shirt on. I think I heard about that too. I didn't like click the link to see if it was like sarcasm, satire, or if it was like actual thing. But um, I mean, that's really, really, really great advertisement for them in my opinion. For sure. And like, also, short of one of them dying, that's pretty much the best publicity you could get as far as like a big media free publicity. While we're having a handguns moment, shout out to them for starting a band, said band crumbling into a completely different lineup, and then reemerging as the original lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, close to the original lineup. We'll just yeah. So this is this is the the start of his tour, right? 14 hours ago, Jacob Langley posted, about to leave for my first solo tour. Grab the moose by the antlers. Then two hours later, I'm trying to play anywhere between Carlisle, PA, and Kentucky tonight. Holy shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big swath of East Coast, man. <laughs> yeah. Are, what God bless. Is he, is he taking the van, I assume? For, I a sol- for a solo tour? I hope not. I'm pretty sure his plan has been to live in that van. God bless. Oh, man. And credit to him for getting a show in West Virginia. He did it. I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm genuinely curious to see how this goes and check in with him along the way. He has a live stream from an hour ago of him playing. Oh, man. Yeah. Betty is a big cock. You think so? (laughs) Okay, there's probably a few people I could text to ask if you really want to know. I was looking at his feet in that live video. <laughs> I prefer to keep it shrouded in mystery. He definitely has his van because there's a video from eight hours ago of him in the van with a microphone and amp set up in his van. Oh, no. So, yeah. like, Jake's van sessions. <laughs> yeah. Steven... When he's back in Pennsylvania, we should see if we could fit all of Reservoir in the back of the van with our full amps and, like, a smaller drum set for you. That'd be amazing. If he has, like, an AC, like, outlet and we can run, like, a power strip and Clark Griswold that shit and plug in, like, 
three amps <laughs> into one outlet in the van. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Jake, if you're listening to this, Reservoir Reservoir would like to all sit in the back of your van and play full volume with amps and drums. Uh, Good job, Steven. You haven't sneezed into the microphone at all. I keep seeing you duck away to like blow phlegm or whatever the hell you're doing. It hurts really bad. So at some point I have to actually sneeze. Without further ado, let's go. Let's go to the interview. Hi, Chad. Hello, how are you? Excellent. Here we go. There he is. Hey, DJ. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> man, the way you say there we go sounds like something I'd hear in a porno. There oh. we go. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, what's up, Chad? What have you been up to? What would you do? What I do today? Got yeah. to hang out with my nephew for a bit, and I uh, played a bunch of Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. There you go. Yeah, getting reacquainted with that with my nephew. Pretty sick. Are you still good? Uh, no, but I'm I'm getting there again. I I, I was never much of a uh, uh, Nintendo 64 guy, so getting used to that controller all over again is uh is pretty funny. Yeah. Are you higher? I'm always high. <laughs> I think two is probably my favorite one. It's when the the manuals were introduced, but before exactly. all the wild bullshit happened. Yeah, yeah. I start, actually that was one thing. I was like, wait a second, do they have manuals in this? I was like, shit, game change. It all started coming back after I remembered the manuals, and then I accidentally did uh, a special move too, and I was like, oh shit, those two. Who's in a windstorm? Is that you, TJ? I'm not in a windstorm. I felt like a. Br- I kept hearing like brushes on the microphone. I think. Or do you might be doing dishes? <laughs> Maybe it's water. That's what it is. It's your, wife's, your wife's doing dishes on top of your computer. <laughs> Let's see if this is happening. He's washing his computer. Yeah. I gotta clean that shit every now and again. You gotta get the grime off of it, yeah. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, Chad, why don't you tell everyone what you do? I'm a tour manager and a merchandiser for a bunch of punk and uh, metal bands. Which one parties the hardest? Which one parties the hardest? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't out. Well, a lot of them have kind of gotten out of their party stages. I don't know. I guess uh, Obituary definitely has a good reputation of uh, having a few brews and going a little hard every now and again. You keep up, though, right? I mean, I've never been much of a drinker. I, I definitely keep up on the smoking end myself, but but yeah, yeah okay, occasionally I'll have a few beverages while I'm out. Are you, you're going out soon, right? Uh, Mid-March, I'll be heading back out, like March. Well, actually, like a uh, week and a half into March. So who, who's that with? TJ, the That's... brush is totally your laptop on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I hear the noise and I can see him jostling it around on what I assume are breakaway pants. My wonderful wife is over here making faces at me, trying to distract me. I'm trying to be serious here. I was I was playing basketball earlier. <laughs> the next one's gonna be uh, a stateside run with Insomnium and Omnium Gatherum to. Uh, melodic death metal bands from Finland and then a New England band called Seven Spires. 
I say those first two definitely sound like they have illegible logos. Uh, actually, very legible <laughs> logos. You know, the, the, not all the fins go too hard with it because it's, I guess it's already hard to understand them. So you better be able to read their fucking names at least. Yeah. What's that communication like? Do you know, like, what, is it called Finnish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they actually speak? Yeah, it's Finnish. Yeah. Um, uh, the first couple tours, I guess, with them was a little bit difficult just because um, um, they're they're kind of a quiet bunch. They don't, they're not um, like I mean, most fans are not just not just the band, but uh, they like most fans are just kind of quiet by nature, and um, and so I don't know. It was. Uh, a little bit difficult at first, but I wouldn't say it was hard. They were pretty receptive right away. So, I mean, if they had a conversation and finish, you know, I'd just kind of sit there and chill and they would uh, fill me in kind of after, after the fact on all the key points. <laughs> so what do you guys say when the tour's finished? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We I'm say nothing night. about it. I'm done for the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> oh, man. No, those guys, they're fantastic. I, both of those bands, I've been working with them for a while, and they're just awesome, awesome dudes. They've been super cool. So how did you get into uh, tour managing then? That was, kind of, that was kind of crazy. I mean, do you want the, the long form or the short form of it? Because it's a, it's kind of a crazy story, but uh, let's do the long form. You want to do the long form? All yeah. right. So, I, so I, was, uh, I was playing in some bands back home here in New England. Um, one band from Massachusetts and another one from Maine, and uh, it just so happened that I put on a show back home here, and uh, I, I killed my car driving all the time up to Maine, and so I tried to be a big boy and take a loan out, and you know get something that wasn't going to die on me like within the, the year right. so uh so i took a, out a good good sized loan and bought like a two-year-old car with next to no mileage on it and uh put on the show and walked outside after the show and uh, all my tires were slashed and uh considering i had no money at all at that point because <laughs> i bought just bought the car i had to buy new tires and I met uh, actually one of the bands I was already out of. We were just kind of doing a reunion at the sh at the show, but the other bands from Maine uh, hit him up and was just kind of like, "Yeah, you know, uh, got to take a month off to kind of regain some funds. I'm a little hurting right now." And they were just like, uh, "Well, you know, we definitely don't want to kick you out of the band, but you know, the old guitarist kind of wants back in." And and I was like, "Well, you know, obviously it's a little troublesome right now, so you know, I love the old dude, so let him back in the band, and I'll bow out." So I bowed out, and about a month after that, um, I just so happened to see uh, Billy Bean uh, from the Smart Bomb and Outbreak. He was walking Bean. home. Yeah, the Bean. And uh, I kind of picked him up and gave him a ride home, and we just kind of got in a conversation. And it was really cool, and, you know, it was quick, whatever. It wasn't very far for me to drive him home. And uh, I guess it kind of sparked in their head at the time that they needed a tour manager. So they messaged me up and see if, checked if I was interested. And I had no fucking idea what the hell they were talking about. I didn't know what a tour manager was. Like I had heard that they actually had needed a bass player and a driver prior, like a couple months prior. 
and I like begged my brother, my twin brother, to let me borrow his bass because I really wanted to try out. And then I heard who they actually got, you know, Tom. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I was like, he's so good. I was like, there's no, <laughs> I was like, there's no way they'd want me as a bass player if they got Tom. So I was kind of like, ah, oh, shit, that sucks. And then literally a couple months later, they asked me if I wanted to TM and. When I told them I had no idea what the hell it was, like uh, they were just like, well, you know, we'll take you out if you're interested. We'll teach you what it is. We'll show you kind of what it's all about. And, you know, we got eight days down to Florida and back home for the fest. And, you know, if you do good, then we're home for four days and then we're out for a month. And I, um, I guess I did okay because they took me back out for the month. And I think that's how I met you guys was that next month. Holy shit. Was it that quick? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was literally like one of my first tours. Yeah. You still yeah. have your, uh, your uh, tour pass? My tour per pass? I do. Hold on, let me check my... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely on... I, got, I mean, look at these now. It started with one. And now <laughs> Holy I've got shit. stupid fucking things. But yeah, I definitely have that somewhere in here. Let me find that real quick. <laughs> I look at that. I, I saw it recently and I was pissing myself. <laughs> For those listening and not on the video, Chad has got a whole big pile of tour laminates on his wall. I feel like it's good. Oh, 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 oh! Here it is. Hell yeah, Here's the baby! Let's see. Can you, can you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you guys will have to yeah. put that up on the internet for that everybody. That was gorgeous. That, that was the actual tour pass. There you That's go. Awesome. I heard that story about how they wrote Chaz on it for you. Oh man, I died when they gave that to me. I was fucking. We made a couple. Did you make a couple? Did I know we made more than we one? Two. We made two. Who did we make? We one for Chaz, and we made one for. I can't remember the other one. Oh. I love it because it's like everything is like perfectly off by like <laughs> one little bit. It's like it's like when I go into Starbucks and they call me Sea Had. <laughs> that's happened fucking twice i'm like are you are people fucking name their kids sea hat i'm like i've never fucking heard this in my entire life that's awesome <laughs> so you yeah. did, you did pretty good for uh you you almost had to shake someone down on our tour i've had i've had some interesting situations what's your worst shakedown fuck i mean Luckily, I haven't had to do anything like that in a while. Just kind of like deal with thieves more than anything at the merch table. But um, I mean, I'll never forget the first tour that that first eight days that I went out with the outbreak. We had we were in Brooklyn, and a promoter tried to stiff us, and uh, and Ryan was just kind of like, "That can't happen." And I'm like, right. "Okay, like." what do you want me to do? The dude's like saying we, he can't pay us. Like, and he's just like, well, we can't walk away without getting paid. I'm like, <laughs> shit. Okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. So I had to sit down with the dude and have a conversation and just be like, well, dude, you got to call people. You got to like, if you've got cash at the ATM, we got to go to the ATM. I ended up having to walk him to the ATM. Did you have to say that was your, your hardcore walk him to the ATM moment? It was, I mean, that shit's, just weird i mean i wouldn't even say hardcore that that i don't care who you are that shit's uncomfortable <laughs> you know like that's just it's just fucking weird. and it's also i mean as much as like sometimes that shit has to be done like i don't know it's not entirely within my 
want of wheelhouse no. things to do. <laughs> Didn't yeah, I like when things uh, go really smooth much better. What was his yeah. name? Mickey? Um uh, hmm? Didn't we have to like? Didn't Mickey in Kansas City? He kind of tried to fuck us over, didn't he? You're name dropping. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's ten yeah. years. It's like twelve <laughs> years later. Yeah, we had a we had a little rough First patch. Back yeah, I'm sure he's a he's a promoter for Live Nation now. I'm sure of it. Is well, <laughs> that was that was two shows in a row for us. He fucked us over before. That was the second time. Remember with the Mammoth Grinder. Mammoth Grinder, yeah, we played with Mammoth Grinder at that same spot, and he, like, didn't he gave all of the money to them and no money to us for because they had band problems. It was like we also just had band problems. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. It sucks when like some people just don't honestly kind of get the, their intentions, and like, or when they fuck up, they just have no way of being able to to render it right. Like, and they just do stupid things. Like. I mean, fuck, I remember actually another another one of the probably one of the crazier nights we had on a tour once in the earlier days was uh, we had I had it was the same tour that I had had to walk the walk to the promoter to a to an ATM where later on this dude actually did stiff us. He had no way of paying us. I think he paid us like a portion of the money and said that he would you know, send us the rest later. But he was like some kid. And he never paid us shit. And we ended up going through like a year later on a tour and he was at the show and I went up to him and was basically like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? And he was just like, oh, well, you know, I came to check out the bands. And I'm like, dude, you don't come to these shows anymore. Like, you're not coming and watching us anymore if you can't fucking give us the fucking money. And I was like, this is the last time we fucking see you at one of our shows unless you pay us the cash. And yeah. it was like, all right, cool. And so then we left that night and like these, these three girls were like, yo, we got this apartment, like, or we got this house. You guys should come crash at it. And we'll have a little like gathering on whatnot. So we were just like, all right, cool. And then we got robbed at the house and we had to fight a bunch of crust punks to get our shit back. It was fucking <laughs> mental. <laughs> So that first tour that we ran into you with on the last week of tour, just with us, we had a member go home. We had a death in the family. We had another member get jumped. Oh, and yeah. still, you're still doing this later. I guess that first tour didn't scare you off, huh? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. I mean, it was. it's still just the perfect level of fucking mental that I, I really enjoy. Like, I mean... There's there's a lot of crazy shit out there, but it's I, I don't know. I guess it's like when you can see how rewarding it still is. Like it's it, you know you'll put yourself through some of that bullshit because it's it still gives you something on the other side of it. And this still definitely provides me with that. Like a lot of simple rewards that I feel like are very providing. So who got laid more on tour, you or uh, <laughs> or the members of Outbreak? <laughs> or members of Outbreak? Well, I mean, yeah. shit, I never get laid on tour. Oh, okay. Never. Like, oh. it's, 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 that's, it's funny how much of, like, that still is one of, like, the biggest misconceptions. <laughs> like, I've had, like, I, w I was with the chick a little while ago that we were at two different times. I think she 
got super scared that I was out there trying to bang other chicks. And I was like, what are you talking about? What have I ever done to make you think this? And she was just like, she, she didn't tell me, but there was one until much later on, but there was this one time that I had a, do you remember feed the scene? Did, did you guys ever stay there? So right. Rachel went down to fest one year and she had given out like these two different years. She had given out like these little like keychain wallet things and like these little fanny pack kind of, Promotion. I have thing. one of those. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, each year they came with like a condom and something else. One year it was like a condom and in the set of earplugs. Another year it was like a condom and poopery, and fucking. And I always have had these things. Again, I'm a fucking tour manager, so like, I don't fucking have the time <laughs> to go out there and get fucking laid. So I bring these. I'll bring like a few rubbers with me in case anybody else needs to fucking use them because. It's going to take more time out of my fucking day dealing with a dude that has a dirty dick than me just being like, hey, man, just fucking rub her up and you'll be all right. Like, so. So I had I had gone out to California and worked like a few festivals and I had come home and I was unpacking and I had shown her these things. I was like, oh, check this out. You might you might get a kick out of this. And she totally thought I brought him out there to go try to bang chicks. And I was like. Why would I show you something like that if I was if I was trying to like go go and use them? That'd be really fucking stupid. Like, but yeah. So yeah, she, not definitely not me. She was definitely skeptical the first time she heard you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Just <laughs> get all just like whisper it all very white like. No one got laid too much, huh? Well, I guess no, I mean some some people had had some situations, but like rarely have I been on a run where like there's one of those dudes who is like has a chick in every city. There's definitely been one of those like I I was on tour with one of those bands, but I didn't work for them. One dude was right. just fuck. It was like holy shit. How does this guy <laughs> have the fucking energy? I was like I don't, I don't get it, man. Good for you. I was like that's fucking you know just couldn't do it myself. When did you uh, when did you TM with the Chromags? Oh, I didn't actually I didn't TM those guys. Um, uh, it was uh, earlier this year on the uh, obituary Hapri tour that um, they it was like second day into the I think the first leg they ended up having to get rid of their merch guy and. Oh. Uh, and I was actually drum teching for obituary on that one. And because I had a bunch of free time throughout the day, they were like, you know, can you help out and do merch? And then, you know, you can still jump on stage and help them during the set. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? So I did drum teching and for obituary and merch for Chromags. Was it uh, Chromags JM? Uh, no, uh, Mackie wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, but it was John Joseph. Okay, so this is before he he got picky about the name. <laughs> Dude, I you know I never. There's so many bands that do that kind of shit now. Yeah. Like that, I'm just it's. I don't care to really pay attention. Like if I'm, if I want to go see a fucking band play, I want to go see a band play. It, like it's. I still want to see past members. I still want to see current members. So it's like. Who's ever playing and whatever. I don't care if it's jam or just chromags. Like I don't care if it's Venom or Venom Inc. Like, you know, <laughs> I know there's a lot of fucking people that go really hard with those things, but I'm like, 
you know, it's, I don't know. For me, I, I just want to see people have fun and people play you, good music. Would you go see a, a non-jello-fronted Dead Kennedys? I, I mean, yeah. Really? I, saw, I, I mean, dude, I've seen jello at punk rock fucking punk rock bowling we i think i got him i think i bummed him out pretty hard <laughs> oh that's good let's hear it that's it yeah it sounds well, like a was, story we weird. need to... like i was there with wilhelm and like me and nuno uh we're trying to get back to the hotel and it's like we were only staying like a couple blocks away but i had a shitload of like duffel bags of merch so i had like two hockey bags full of merch and uh and fucking so me and Nuno were like gathering sh our shit up and we were going to go where we thought there was a, a bunch of taxis waiting on the other side of this fence. And uh, Jello was like, Hey, are you guys getting a cab? And we we're like, yeah, you know, you want to jump in with us. It's cool. So we we're like, it's just on the other side of this fence. And so <laughs> we start walking over there and we get on the other side of the fence and there's no fucking, there's no taxis. It's all cops. <laughs> And so he was just like, and just like, kind of not stoked already. And then fucking, we uh, we were just like, well, fuck it, we'll just we'll just walk, you know, down the road a little bit until we until we see a taxi. Well, we just kept walking, and we didn't see any fucking taxis, so we just walked all the way back to the fucking hotel. And like, there was a few a few people that I think tried to stop him and take photos and. I think he just really didn't want to get bothered. He was cool and took photos and stuff, but he just really didn't seem like he wanted to get bothered at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, but then <laughs> like we end up getting back and, um, get up to the room and we change and we come back down and fucking, I think it was, yeah. Nuno, Nuno said, it said something to him. He was just like, Hey, you guys finally made it up to your rooms. And he was like, yeah, we did. Nice hat, asshole. And just fucking, <laughs> and like I think he got a kick out of it, but we weren't we were entirely sure. We might have really bummed him out too. Like, I don't know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of crazy. He chirped yellow. That's fucked up. Yeah, he he didn't seem he didn't seem too stoked that he had to walk like five blocks back to his hotel. <laughs> and it was definitely my fault. Yeah, he's never gonna hire you now. Oh no, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think I was anywhere on his radar before or after that. Yeah. So what's one of the uh, the coolest places? you've? Because you've obviously done Europe and everywhere over North America. What's your favorite place you've been to? Man, I mean, fuck, Europe in general. I really, really enjoyed over there. There's lots of lots of cool shit. Got to, I got to spend a little time in Barcelona um, a couple years back before a tour had started. And that was great. That's such a cool city. So much art, so much food, so much everything there. Like, we get, in, like, the 10 days I was there, we got to see, like, three festivals. Wound up in some, like, metal bar one night and wound up, like randomly seeing a friend of mine from Australia and like hanging out with them the whole rest of the night, like went to tons of different like Gaudi exhibits and shit. It was just unbelievable, but definitely like there, um, Slovenia was unbelievably beautiful. Like we did a punk rock holiday there a couple times and that's just such a cool spot too. It's like middle of nowhere kind of, two stages one one big stage and this kind of like a small stage over like a beach stage where these these two rivers that run together and it's all like mountain runoff water and it's like crystal fucking oh, wow. clear and ice cold 
Like, <laughs> you go swimming. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Like, and it's weird because, like, I like certain places for different things. It's like where some places maybe the shows aren't the best. It's like the cities are just absolutely beautiful. And, like, other places the cities are kind of shit and run down. But the shows are just out of fucking control and, like, so rad. And, like, and now finally getting to go over there, too, with, with Insomnium and some of the metal bands and getting to see how different the metal and the punk scene is over there, too. That's fucking really rad, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know which one I like seeing more, the punk shows or the metal shows. I feel like metal shows probably have a, a more uh, diverse type crowd than punk shows. But Well, they've got a huge following. Like, And again, I've, I guess I'm only getting to see it from two bands' perspectives, and you know, and they're both kind of part of the same scene, the melodic death metal. But uh, it's it's wild to see, like, you know, there's I see kids at these shows. I see fucking people in like their seventies, yeah, and like and they're into it. It's not just like you know, they're it's something to do on a weekend, and they're just going to have some drinks with friends and watch two bands and piss off the rest. It's like no, people are actually going there and watching a show. They want to be entertained by all of it. Like they're willing to give it all time. Like. They're, they're they just seem to be a bit more invested in it, and yeah. that's that's super fucking cool. Like, not that there aren't people stateside that aren't doing it too, but stateside, it's like you almost get like super fanatical people, and then then it's kind of like some people that aren't so fanatical. You'll definitely get people that don't really care as much about watching everybody. They're there to say they're there. Some people, yeah, and that's kind of. I mean, you can feel those people when they're there, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, shitty. I've, I've heard that Europe is a lot more receptive in general. It's almost like we have, we take it for granted over here in a lot of ways. I think to an extent we do. Yeah, we're we're. I mean, we just have so much access to it that we're we're we've almost become callous to right. it. Like you know, when when you know, even to just to like a local show, it's like. You know, you go to a local show, it's like, that might have been a fucking unbelievable local show, but then some asshole is going to be over there going like, well, that wasn't fucking Metallica in 82, bro. <laughs> it's like, well, dude, it, didn't ha it doesn't have to fucking be, man. Like, somebody actually well, yelled at, like, brought that up once in a fucking, they were like, oh, you think that festival was cool? You should have seen Metallica in Dortmund in 82. And I was like, dude, I wasn't even fucking alive then. Like... <laughs> Come on, man. This was a special thing for the people that were at the event. So just let them fucking find the speciality in it and enjoy it for what it was. Like, fuck that. I, f I feel like America has a lot of, oh, I'll catch it next time. Like, whatever that fever is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there, there's definitely, I think, part of that, too. I mean, I get that a lot of people can't make things, but... But yeah, oh, it'll just it'll just happen again. It's like it might not. And it's like, and especially now with like how many of the older bands like might not be doing it anymore. It's like Slayer. Everybody, you know, it's their last tour. It's like, well, they'll be they'll they'll have like ten more final tours. It's like, no, they fucking won't. And it's like, yeah. I, I got really bummed out that I missed Iron Maiden on this last one because I was like, fuck, man, I I I want to be able to catch them one more time. Like, and I. I just don't want shit to happen. It's like, fuck, Neil Peart. It's like, I'll never be able right. to see Rush. It's like, who would have thought that fucking, the last time that they saw Rush, that, that would have been their last time. Because he, you know? he wasn't that old. No, that's the fucked up thing. And it's like, just this year alone, it's like, you know, the music industry alone has lost fucking somebody almost every day, if not 
a couple a week. Yeah. Like, and it's fucking mental. Like, it's this year's been getting pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, we we have a we have a pool for who we think is going to die this year. Oh my goodness. You got to cuz sons of bitches. Oh, Queenie's still kicking. Yeah, if you the if you the <laughs> pick a couple, Chad, who who do you oh think's got God. it this year? I don't want to fucking It's dark, that right? That right. is dark. And I mean, and I like dark, but I <laughs> TJ thinks a SoundCloud rapper will die this year. He I didn't specify. I, I mean, that's, think... that's a safe bet. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I got a transition for you guys. Speaking of heavy things, you were on 70,000 tons of metal, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's it like being on a heavy metal cruise? That is fucking cool. Like, I mean, I, m- me and the other people who have to work merch, it is fucking insanity. Like, we pretty, I think we calculated we walked 45 miles in the four days that we worked. And that's like, pretty much in one room that we just go back and forth and selling shirts. But, um, but it's, I think as far as like the show goers and the bands and I mean, even for us, it's like, that's a very special experience. And and again, even for the people who are contracted to work the boat, like the Royal Caribbean cruise line crew, like those people have a blast when, when all these metalheads show up and just act like knuckleheads and, you know have fun like it's it's definitely a very special thing somebody somebody was just asking me about it like they're like oh man i saw that like they're kind of metal heads like they see some of the bands and they were like i'd love to just go on something like that and i'm like dude now that i see like kind of how other cruises go and how that one goes it's like i don't know if i'd want to go on any other cruise like <laughs> right it would, it would just be so weird but now doing the metal one it's like something like 75 countries attended it this year Wow. And there's 62 bands. They all play two sets, and then there's kind of like a like this set where it's just like a bunch of different people from all these bands kind of just like get together a playlist of shit, and they just all switch out members and just have fun. So there's essentially 123 sets that are played. You wouldn't want to work the Weezer cruise, bud. <laughs> I'll work any fucking cruise. I mean. Shit, people want to hire me. I'll fucking work. I, I I love doing this kind of shit on any end of it. Production, like whatever. Like I just like being around it. But I do the Weezer cruise. I just looked up the cruise that I'm kicking myself for not going on. It was the the Motorhead's motorboat, and it was motorboat. yeah. It was Slayer, Motorhead, Anthrax, Suicidal Tendencies, Hatebreed, Exodus. Yeah. Oh, oh crap. Yeah. Wait. Exodus actually kind of. They more or less headlines the boat this year. They were the last band to play on 70,000. It was fucking unreal. Like, you should check out the video for it. It's like everybody's hair. Like, the wind was crazy that night. Like, their hair (laughs) was fucking blown around everywhere. Like, the fog just looks like shit's on fire. It's really cool. Like, they played Bonded by Blood in its entirety. And Yeah. I Dude, another one, too, that I think just happened is the Monsters of Rock Cruise. It's like there's all these cruises that are starting to happen now, and it's like they're pretty fucking badass. Like, that's such a weird idea. That's such a weird idea. It's like it's oh, a it's... totally fucking fucked idea, but <laughs> <laughs> it fucking works somehow. And again, for like, you know, you got to think like with with like the 62 bands that play and like the 3,000 people that attend it, it's like you're walking by 
like people in your favorite fucking bands. Like you won't even realize that you're sitting right next to one of the dudes. It's like, you know, it's just friend fest. Like for me, it's like friend fest seeing so many different people, like from all over the fucking place that I've met at the merch table or something, you know, it's fucking What's insane. I guess in, in 2020, you got to diversify how you make money doing music. So cruises might be in everyone's future, huh? I mean, fuck. I mean, I think with any band, if you're going to if you know, somebody's going to say, Hey, here's a, here's a few grand come play this free cruise oh. more or less. It's like, who's going to say no. Right. Why don't we do one? And we'll just rent like the fucking paddle boat thing that we had for here. Some pontoons. Yeah. Pontoons. <laughs> we'll get it for a day and it'll have, it'll the- be, it'll be BYOB. It'll bring your own boat. Yeah. <laughs> And like we'll set my up mom band on a pontoon just... boat, and everybody can row in in with their own canoes and everything. <laughs> that just sounds badass. <laughs> It'll be a terrible idea. People will get wait. I mean, essentially, yeah. you know, it'd be it'd be good for one thing because people could just you know almost pee where they are. But <laughs> yeah, like, I can't. That's I can't. I can't paddle all the way back there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> people that's terrible <laughs> i mean i i'm almost certain there are events like that already but i i can't imagine a bunch of metalheads you know the fucking vikings would just come through and just oh, fucking yeah. hammer everybody <laughs> be like what are you doing this isn't fucking <laughs> actually what's great is on the boat the vikings they fucking they get in, down in the main dining hall and they get uh these a, a giant dick-shaped table <laughs> I'm Wait. not even kidding. They, like they take like ten tables and make two. I mean, make one giant fucking dick with two huge balls. And all, and all the Vikings sit at it and they fucking pound the table and scream for their food and chant Are you and shit. No, I can't. I almost wish I was, but I can't. That's like that's for real shit. Fuck, I got into the wrong subculture. Actually, the one of the funniest things about the boat this past year was when we were docked. Fucking um, every like, you dock for a few hours or whatever, and then you get back on the boat. While we were getting back on the boat, there was another cruise line that was across from us, like on the same dock, and uh, everybody's lining up on our boat while their boat's about to pull off. So everybody's like showing up to their windows, looking over, like, what the fuck is going on in that boat it's like everybody's dressed in black they all look like satanists and shit and then everybody's just fucking screaming like just (laughs) and like like, what the fuck and then all of a sudden i'm like i'm i'm on i'm on the boat and i'm looking down the line's just growing because everybody's getting on and all of a sudden there's a chant your boat sucks it's fucking That's amazing, awesome. but it's like there's a whole bunch of families and shit and old people, and they're just like, yeah, about socks. <laughs> fucking appropriate, motherfuckers. I like that style. That's a good style. <laughs> it, it, it was hilarious. It was actually people getting a huge kick out of it on the other boat, like yeah. laughing their ass off and shit. But... Do you know what the other cruise was? It was something called like uh, Celebrity Cruise, Celebrity X Cruises. I think that's expensive. I'm dude. They all seem like they're, they're, they're rather expensive. I don't even know what like the cost of going on this fucking thing was. Like, 
uh, even even as a worker, we we fly ourselves down and like we get a free room in the boat, but we don't, you know, we don't. We're essentially volunteers. Yeah. Right. To walk forty five miles and sell t shirts and. <laughs> Sure, you can try that one on. It's the same size as the four other mediums you tried on. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask you what's like the worst thing that someone can do to you at the merch table. I that's Steal probably something. It. Well, oh yeah, that's worse than trying on all the shirts. I fuck yeah. Try on all the shirts. Try like... on all the fucking shirts. Just don't do it when I have a line. <laughs> Is that pretty bad then? People trying to steal merch? I mean, no. Like occasionally you'll get people that try to lift some shit, but it's like I try to be rather strategic about how stuff's laid out anyhow, just to make sure it kind of minimizes that or or whatever. But yeah, I mean I've definitely had it. Like and probably more frequently than i want to but yeah it happens so what do you do then uh, say, okay i stole a shirt what do you say i go and get it and then i throw you out to be nice That's it. <laughs> so, hey motherfucker yeah no i mean there there's i mean i don't think i've i'm trying to think no i don't think i've actually physically like hit anybody or or anything like that for stealing it, but um, but I definitely did rip somebody down on the ground and fucking tell them to give it to me, and then <laughs> maybe threw them into a door jam on the way out. <laughs> what do they say? They're like, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, this dude, this dude had kinda. He, it, w this is so fucked up. So, and this is why it's like, you know, for any, for any merchandisers that might be watching, this is why you always stay at your fucking table unless you have somebody to watch your stuff for five minutes while you are doing whatever it is. Take a piss, go and restock. Other than that, you don't fucking leave. But, uh, but yeah, so this other dude was restocking and I was watching the other band shit and, uh, I had watched this guy come over and like he had he had a like an old shirt laid out on the table for like it was like maybe like a discounted like ten dollar shirt or something. And the dude had come over and I saw him kind of like look one way, look the other. And he just kind of like crinkles snags of the shirt off the table and like kind of pulled it down. And he tried to hand it to his girlfriend. And I and I and like and I'm sitting there kind of on my phone, like kind of looking down, but looking out of the corner of my eye watching the whole shit and i see see the girl say i'm not fucking taking that <laughs> and, and so and and so he just went go just go and so they start to go and i was already on the table i had already i just took two steps and i dove over and ripped him down by the throat he, he was a big boy and i took him down and fucking like kind of fell back into his knees so he went right down and uh and i just went give me the and i like screamed in his ear give me the fucking shirt and he went i didn't take anything i went give me the fucking shirt now and, and he handed over the shirt and i went now get the fuck out and so he gets up and i ran over to security and i went hey get this guy the fuck out of here he just stole my shit and the guy was like walking towards the door and i went get the fuck out of here and he's like i'm going i'm going and i'm like you're not going quick enough and i grabbed <laughs> him and i threw him into the door jam and like there was a, a split down the middle of the door and i hit threw him right into that and he kind of fucking fell out of the door and 
his girlfriend was <laughs> like, what the fuck? You didn't have to do that. And I was like, yeah, well, fucking, I usually like to knock people's teeth out that steal my shit. So, you're lucky. <laughs> so he's lucky he's leaving with his fucking teeth. And she's just like, that's fucked up. And I was like, he stole my shit. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to him. You're badass, Chad. No, I just, I just, I, I have, a, I just don't like that stuff. Yeah, just a, well, just a professional. Actually, like, even if something as stupid as like a t-shirt or a patch, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of sides of it that, for me, it's really fucking stupid to get into it because I mean, you never know what half of these people are, uh, are, who they are, who they're with, what they may have, anything like that. So it's definitely fucking stupid for it to be your knee-jerk reaction to get, you know, super aggressive. I mean, I. You know, I'm, I definitely am a lot more bark than I am bite, so I'll get loud with somebody, but it takes a lot for me to fucking actually do something. Like, I mean, shit, I, in Toronto, I was spitting my face behind the table, and I just and I just got the guy thrown out. Like, I didn't even think about hitting him, because I've, I've dealt with enough shit that I can, I can be spit in the face, but I'm definitely going to throw the guy, get the guy thrown out. And that was hilarious, too, because... The, the couple wanted to get back in, so like the promoter came and found me and was like, is there anything that we can do to get let those guys back in? And I was like, yeah, he's going to let me spit in his face. And like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'm serious. And I was like, if he, he spit in my face for a bullshit reason. Like, if he, if he wants back into the show, he needs to let me spit in his face. And they're like, you, do you want to tell him that? And I was like, yeah, I'll tell him that. And so I, and so I went out and I told him, I was like, you want back into the show? I was like, fair is fair. You need to let me spit in your face. And his girlfriend was like, fuck you. And I was like, no, listen. <laughs> fair is fair. Like, I could, I could easily right now still, still punch him, but you want to let me spit in his face? You guys can both go back in. She was like, fuck you. I was like, all right, have a good night. And I walked away. <laughs> when we were in St. Louis, what do you remember? Where did you end up in that whole situation? When, uh... When the explain this. Explain the situation, bud. Oh man, well that that was actually really bizarre. I mean, that's that's one of the, again. I won't name names just because I'd rather leave parties out of it. But uh, but essentially, um, one of the guys that we were with. It sounds like his old band members more or less had some friends that had traverse feelings about uh, the dude leaving the band or whatever reason, and so they had kind of seemingly split us all up very strategically so that they could go and jump him alone. And, uh, and they were able to split dudes head open with a pair of brass knuckles, chasing down the street and more, more or less fucking, uh, do what they wanted to do. But it was a very weird fucked up thing. I, I was actually, uh, settling with the promoter when it happened, oh, okay. who, absolutely had a hand in on it as well yeah he knew about it i remember that oh he 100 percent knew about it because that was also the night that we were supposed to get a hospitality budget and for some reason oh and a green room and we didn't get hospitality and we didn't get a green room but turns out all these dudes who later on all had a hand in on in the whole situation were eating pizza in a back room that we could not go into huh it was very weird. I don't think I knew about that part. Yeah, there was lots of weirdness. I had actually seen the promoter after the fact too, and I oh, said, yeah. yeah, I kind of said something to him. Not, nothing like crazy, but I was just like, uh, at some point he was like, 
I don't know. The dude just has a very weird attitude. And I said something to him along the lines of like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And he was like, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, I don't know. Well, we've worked together before. And he was just kind of like, <laughs> okay. And just kind of trickled off. And But that was it. I actually haven't seen the dude for a long time. I get yeah. very, when, when I ask about him uh, to other people, I get very mixed reviews as to who he is and what he does and who he hangs out with kind of shit. Huh. happens i mean that's kind of the promoter world that's i mean it's the music world some people aren't the best some people are the best some people fucking are the best i've met fucking incredible people doing this way who's more the who's the best yeah the best i i mean that's tough to say there are so many people in this industry that i have fallen in complete fucking love with for too many damn reasons like you can't hang up the phone until you pick the best person of all time the, the best person of all time. Oh my God, I'm not gonna be old. Well, well, all right. Well, then I'm gonna have. I'll have to. I'll have to start it way back and go. Eric Perkins. I'll Perkins. Start with, with Eric Perkins. We still hang out all the time. Like, uh, he's yeah. I mean, he fucking totally started this shit for me. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't fucking be doing any of this shit. I know it for a fact. Like, Is Smart Bomb a band again? Well, they they never officially broke up. Oh, did they? No, it's like I don't think um, it, it sucks. It's it's seemingly that Billy Bean and them kind of had somewhat of a falling out, and like I still don't even know the full extent of how it happened, why it happened, why there's still a more or less a separation between them. But as far as like the other guys, like Jake Whiting and Perkins, like. They, I don't think they'll ever quite stop playing. They slowed down for a bit. They're not, like, extensively touring or anything like that, but they did go and do Fest this past year and released an EP. They got a new guitarist over, like, for... He's been in the band a while now, Mar Matt Marcel. Fucking dude's a shredder. Awesome, like, Boston dude. He's played in a bunch of bands. Like, really, really fucking good dude. Really great guitarist. And, uh, but yeah, so it seems like they're going to continue on like that. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm fucking stoked. I just love the way that dude plays Perkins. Like he's one yeah. of my favorite drummers, like still. We have to go back a little bit because I forgot to ask this in the beginning. So it's going to seem kind of weird out of context now. Will you marry? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what's the very first, um, whether it was tape, record, or whatever um, CD that you ever got or that you can remember getting? First tape. Um, I mean, some of the first cassettes I can remember buying, like on my own, as opposed to just like uh, trying to record songs off the radio and stuff. I can definitely remember um, getting Alice in Chains' Sap. Uh, it was like a little EP that they had on cassette. Um, I remember having uh, the Blue Boys to Men cassette. Oh. <laughs> I loved Boys to Men back then, dog. Don't you fuck with me? Oh. And, um, I had, and then uh, what, was, what was another cassette that I I'm trying to? Th uh, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Shit, what the fuck was it? Oh, Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. I was a massive yeah. Goo Goo Dolls fan when I was a kid. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Boy Named Goo and like stuff before it. Right. It all, it all came out on Metal Blade, and I had no idea. 
Yeah. It's Maybe. pretty wild when you think about that. Dude, yeah. it's fucked up, but I, I finally figured out why I hated pop punk my entire life, and it was because Goo Goo Dolls is essentially a pop punk band, but they're not whiny. <laughs> I've never heard that interpretation. Isn't that <laughs> fucked up? But it's like you listen to their music, it's it's like, especially like some of their earlier stuff, it's very, very pop punkish. Yeah. But it's like, but it, again, it's, it's not those whiny lyrics. <laughs> that was the sassiest, whiniest Boston pop punk singer I've ever heard. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, fuck yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, I'm. I'm not a pop punker. I can't do it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I guess now there's some stuff that I I finally found that I do like that leans more towards the pop punk end, but none of that's really that whiny either. Yeah. I don't know. Or emo, as the kids call it nowadays. Yeah, you'd hate Reservoir. <laughs> Reservoir? Yeah. No, actually, I, I remember fucking hearing Reservoir. I didn't think that was that bad. <laughs> no, that, that, I, that I actually feel like I remember enjoying. We I'll were take probably, that. We were probably more gruffy back then. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, I'm into literally everything it's just a matter of what actually strikes me like there are there are things within certain genres that yeah. i do, i maybe don't like more of like yeah i don't like country worth of shit but there are still some country acts that i don't mind like i can listen down to cash man yeah that qualifies yeah <laughs> yeah John yeah. Cash, man. I, I, yeah. I was raised on Leonard Skinner, man fuck it <laughs> Now you sound like you're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Steven, I'm glad that Giant Cash has your stamp of approval to be country finally. He was waiting on it. Oh, yeah, totally. Johnny was. Yeah, he was. Oh. Yeah, absolutely me. Yeah, because, you know. Well, Johnny, you're all He's set. dead now, and I matter. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got the stamp of approval. Excellent. Good. Oh, man. Well, like, Hank, uh, Hank 3, Master's badass, man. Yeah, Justin don't relate to this more than I will. <laughs> yeah, Hank Three is pretty cool. I just can't get in a lot of that, like that that pop country shit that you know Hank likes to shit on so much as well. Oh, for sure. Lucero is pretty cool. I don't know if you like Lucero at all. I've heard Lucero, but that's that's a band I've actually literally heard nothing of. But I mean, it's it's weird that I've seen them around for years and I've just I, I never heard them. Hmm. I didn't even know that they they had nodes of country in them. I thought they were like oh for sure. Yeah. Oh no, they're an all country band for sure. Oh no shit. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I didn't really either until Justin played them for me. Ten years it's ago. Like, I know, and it's like I wouldn't even, well, and then like uh, I mean I wouldn't consider Nick Cave country at all, but like even Nick no. Cave, like the folky kind of style shit, like some of that is just fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Like Iron and Wine. Have you heard of yeah. Iron? Yeah. Yeah, I know them. Uh, I guess that's really folkier. Cool I don't it's tricky to put genres on certain stuff if it like yeah. balances the line you know what i mean yeah, exactly well i mean i i feel i'd rather almost generalize it too than subgenre it I th for sure subgenres the shit out of shit now and i'm like just fucking is it rock all right fuck it play it yeah. let's hear it is it like, is it good is it good or is it not <laughs> yeah is it good is it fast is it slow all right <laughs> i hate hearing bands i hate hearing people describe bands using four other bands yeah Dude, it's like Iron Maiden meets like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> it's like a little bit of Eminem. 
Like, I'd I'm like to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, what band is that? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's this shitty German Viking band? Oh, <laughs> now you want me to name names. You don't have to name names. You don't have to say the name. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't enjoy Yeah, I didn't enjoy working with them. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I, like, I'll, I'll say before I say who it is that I really did enjoy everybody in the band and and especially the crew as well. There was only one person in the band that made it kind of problematic. And it was oh, their yeah. singer. Yeah. And I don't know. He just, he, uh, he had a way of kind of twisting things to make a, your, I guess, faults in his opinion looked like they were more in his favor. Like, if you drank or smoked at any one point on the tour, because he did not do any of those, he would throw it in your face that you don't remember what happened correctly because you were drinking and you were smoking <laughs> that. It's like, all right, dude, well, I was smoking a shitload of weed while I made you thousands of dollars, too. So is that, like, <laughs> Monopoly fucking money now or something? Like, I don't... <laughs> And like, and I, and I gotta say, everything went fucking more, more or less. Everything went fine on the tour. There was definitely a couple mishaps, but it was after the fact that got me real upset with them. When I confirmed a tour with them uh, afterwards, like the second tour, and uh, about a month before it, they they told me they couldn't take me out on it anymore. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then. I was just like, whatever. I kind of didn't really want to do it anyway, but I didn't have anything else booked. So I was like, fuck it. And um, and then they, they came back with like, yeah, we're really sorry, but there was a money issue. And I was like, okay, cool. I know for a fact they didn't get anybody cheaper than me because I, I went out for next to nothing. And yeah. uh, and then uh, and then they were like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then we're taking this this chick. And... I knew that they did definitely did not get her cheaper, uh, but I did know for a fact that the singer was trying to fuck her and that her boyfriend was working for the headliner, and she already told me earlier that we should switch tours so that she could go out on this one. And I was like, no, nah, that's corny. If I can't do it, I'll just give you the tour. And then she was like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'll just undercut you for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got the tour. And I was just like... You know, that's fucking shitty. And then I started unloading on him. I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, a month before the tour, I was like, that's fucked up, man. How am I supposed to go out there and make a month's worth of pay now? Like, right. you know, you just kind of screwed me out of work, man. That's that's what pisses me off. And then and then when I saw him, it turned, it was a, uh, uh, you must not remember, we never confirmed. Like, you were drinking and smoking on that, so you don't remember. <laughs> and I fucking <laughs> lost it. I was just like, dude, really? I was like. We didn't shake hands. We didn't exchange emails afterwards. We didn't this. We didn't that. Like, don't yeah. fucking tell me that we didn't do that. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. But yeah, that was Leap's eyes. <laughs> they won't listen. <laughs> no, and like, and, and to be fair too, I've actually I've seen the singer a few times since, and like, I've got no real quandaries with him. He's not somebody I really want to necessarily hang out with, but I'm not gonna sit there and fucking bum out his evening every time I see him kind of thing either, you know? Yeah. I'll just kind of be like, hey, who are you? And I'll fucking, and I'll fuck off. I'll, I'll politely fuck off. <laughs> Only way you can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Chad, what's a day in the life look like for you? Uh, as far as uh, TM or merch or both? Anything. What you got? 
All right. Well, I guess a day in the life for me is I'll wake up uh, roughly around 10 in the morning if I'm on a tour. And uh, if nothing happened throughout the evening, that is. And then, um, yeah, I'll wake up about 10, go uh, have a pee, try to find... <laughs> Try to maybe find a place to not have to shit in a bag. Um, <laughs> usually smoke a doobie, and then I'll fucking see what the fuck I've actually got going on. See if we're if we're at where the hell we're supposed to be. I'll go talk with the driver and just see, make sure that he's all good with getting to the hotel and or whatever his arrangements are for the day. Make sure that we're all plugged in. If we have power, generator is good, whatever works, you know. And then usually just kind of wait for the venue to open up. Uh, so during that time, I'll maybe go over some emails. Maybe if I didn't quite finish my numbers for the merch the night before, I'll usually get into that and just kind of make sure cash is on, credit card, all that kind of stuff. Fill out any kind of of my daily spreadsheets. And then usually it'll be load time by that point. So I'll go and I'm fucking gather up the, the troops, load into the venue, or or at least before loading, go meet with the uh, the house rep and go talk about you know anything that needs to be talked about for the day, where our green rooms are, if there are showers, if we have towels, water, kind of hospitality, who our stagehands are, where the merchandise goes. And then I'll go get everybody, and then we'll start shipping that shit inside, setting it up. Um, I'll usually go to Merch World and start setting up merch. That usually takes me roughly half an hour to an hour. And then uh, usually I'm running back in the trailer after that, grabbing all my restock, going and organizing all that crap. Uh, depending on if we have VIP, I'll go and get my list all organized, uh, then get guest list from from all the motherfuckers um then usually i'll try to sneak in something to eat if i can before doors and smoke another dude <laughs> there's usually a few in there and then once doors come usually it's i'm at the table until the end of the night uh i'll usually only leave the table again to take a piss or to restock i'll only have a smoke if i'm restocking i don't even like to leave to smoke because I don't like to give anybody reason to point the finger like some singers tend to do <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> but uh, but then, yeah, then usually it's uh, end of the night. It's usually counting out and making sure that all my stock is on. And then uh, hopefully not settling with the house with any kind of merch rate. Uh, but then also if I'm TMing, going and settling, getting all the bands or getting at least the band I'm working with paid. And then make sure that we've got all of our stuff packed up, loaded out, and in the trailer. And then, depending on what time bus call is, make sure the driver gets back and he's good to go before we actually leave. Make sure he's got money. Uh, and then make sure he gives me any kind of receipts so that I can actually plug those in the next morning. So, what's the... I'm drawing a blank. What's the like the list called of the dumb shit bands want? Like, oh, uh, like a hospitality rider? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, there's, there's actually like two types. There's a technical rider and then a hospitality rider. Hospitality is all the shit you want as far as like food, drink, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And then your technical rider would be what you need as far as like the stage logistics. So what's some of the weirdest shit that one of the bands you've toured with has asked for on a rider? N honestly, nobody asks for anything weird. Everybody like 
that was definitely something that was way more in like the 80s and 90s for right. especially like the bigger bands and like and if you go back and look at a lot of those videos too where like they talk about that shit a lot of the times it was because going into some of these bigger venues they didn't necessarily give a shit about you going through there so these riders were kind of a little bizarre to make these people actually pay attention to what the fuck they were doing like they were getting paid all this money to be there and to work and do this job so then fucking do it like right which makes sense but no everybody like everybody i work with has really straightforward riders it's usually like you know case or two of beer a bottle of liquor um fucking uh if if we're in europe it's actually usually a lot better than the states states usually doesn't do anything other than maybe give you some fucking money and you kind of you're on your own which we'll go to walmart we'll shop our own shit for like you know if we're in a bus we'll have a fridge so we'll stock the fridge and and all that kind of shit but if we're in europe like we'll usually get in and usually right at noon like before you even load in there's like a hospitality spread of like sandwich meat and cheeses and bread and like some breakfast kind of shit fruit and and stuff so coffee juice so like that shit's great and then Usually, again, in Europe, they'll either they'll in-house make you dinner. So that can range from whatever the hell the cook wants to make. And um, But usually, I mean, I really enjoy it. I know other people that are kind of like, eh, Europe's kind of meh with the food. And, but I'm always like, fuck it. If somebody's going to make me something, I'd rather that over fast food any day. No matter if I don't really like it so much or not, I'd still rather it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, But then if they don't do that, they'll usually give you, again, a buyout so that you can go buy your own food. Yeah, usually nothing crazy. Maybe after show pizza. That's about the the craziest yeah. shit. I'm like, what? We got after show pizza? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, which pizza. is like nothing, uh, you know, compared to like what some people get on like on the big scale. Like, yeah, I ain't doing no arena shit. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> See, Live Nation hasn't hit me up. Nobody on that level fucking cares. Yeah. I'm too I'm too underground, bro. <laughs> you got too much cred for that. I, I I wouldn't go that far. I don't know about cred. I'm just underground. <laughs> All right, you guys want to wrap up soon? Anyone have any Justin TJ guy anything you want to ask? No, I feel like oh. I'm, we covered it pretty good. Chad, do you have anything you want to say? Shout outs. I want to thank all you boys first off, because I've never I've literally never done this before, so I'm pretty stoked. I hope it was yeah. good. We're pretty new to it, too, so it was fun. Good. I hope you enjoyed, because, I mean, I feel always like a knucklehead, so. <laughs> I feel like this one's kind of like, I don't know, everyone's always interested in this side of it, but you, no one really ever, like, hears about it, so I think it's a... Well, I mean, I'm always into talking about this kind of stuff. I, like, I recently kind of had a, a debate online with a guy over, over a, a funny instance where it was like a... Like, I'll ask you guys, how about this? I'll ask you guys this question. What do you guys think about bands that will uh, book, like, say, eight shows over the course of, like, two and a half months and call that a tour? Are you, do you guys think it's a good marketing tool, or do you think it kind of just makes them look a little bit foolish? The second one <laughs> looks a little foolish. What do you I think? I think it looks goofy. I they can. I guess if they want to do it, they can do whatever they want. I would never do it. 
Right, right. Yeah, I wouldn't market it as a tour. It's not a right. tour. I kind of, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I kind of, and I went into detail about kind of explaining, like, why that isn't necessarily a tour. Like, I mean, and I understand that using a word like that can be a very good developing and marketing tool, but essentially it can work also against you in the same way. Like, you know, if, if, and, and this guy just had to fight me on this so bad. And like, I've been working in this industry for 11 years and I'm like, all right, dude, like that's <laughs> fucking cool. Like, I'm not about to sit here and have a fucking dick measuring contest with you. Like online, like, if you want to talk like debate, we can debate, but don't throw the, the I've been doing this for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at that point, I don't want, I don't want to talk about it anymore, but, <laughs> I mean, but it's like, I fucking absolutely love talking about this shit. And I will talk about any aspect of it. If people want to talk, because uh, I'm still learning it even fucking almost 11 years later. Yeah, I feel like the crew and business side is something you never hear about. Everyone just wants to hear about playing and they only interview musicians and no one interviews the crew guys or the merch guys or the TMs or anything like that. It's weird. I feel like that is finally starting to become an interest. Like uh, one of my buddies, uh, actually uh, Matt from Cryptopsy, he runs a, a podcast as well called Box and Hops. And he recently was like, you know, he wants to do an interview too. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't fucking like he, I know he's done a couple other crew dudes too but I know some of them also play in bands that have actually toured it's like I've never toured in any band that I've played in I've only got to tour with with actually established bands that were already doing it not fucking <laughs> yeah so I, I don't fucking I don't, I don't feel like anybody almost wants to talk to me <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm sad. No, like, but like any of my friends that like are actually interested in it, it's like I love talking about this shit. This is like I mean, I don't know if I would still be doing it if I didn't absolutely love it. I mean, it's fucked as you guys know. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird out there. All right. Well, if you don't have any shout outs, we'll uh we'll wrap it up and uh if you come through Pennsylvania, let us know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I think I might be coming through on that Insomnium tour. Are you? Yeah, I forget if we're hitting. I know we're hitting Philly for sure. We're That's the first show, to but more than Philly, honestly. Closer to Baltimore, which yeah. I can't quite recall. I think we're actually closest we're hitting to Baltimore is Chapel Hill. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. just bogus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, not, not Chapel Hill, but the fact that we're not hitting Baltimore. I guess I don't know. Should I say, come out and see me on the Insomnium Omnium Gatherum tour? Uh, <laughs> hot like a grave, 2020, bitch. Yeah, that was good. That's great. Yeah, that's perfect. Nice shirt. Tip your merch. See, I'm merch not good guy. at any of that stuff. I'm not good at <laughs> yeah. Any of tip your merch guy. I'll, I'll sell t-shirts and stuff. All right, chat. We'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll keep in touch, and uh, I'll send you a link over when when we're about to post this. All right, beautiful. Thank you, man. Thank all you guys again. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Appreciate Cheers, it. Talk Later, to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye. Later. Wow, that was such a fun time. Thanks, Chad, for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by. We Thanks, Chad, for stopping by. <laughs> Wait, what was Anchorman's sign-off one?
Stay classy. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah, you stay. And then hers was, thanks for stopping by. That was hers, that? Mostly stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. No, mostly stay classy. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, San Diego. San Diego, a whale's vagina. (laughs) (laughs) To this day, I believe that that's what that actually means. (laughs) All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week on Two Beats Off podcast. Stay tuned next week for one of the days and every week. Sorry, Stephen. Um, <laughs> I can't say next Monday and every Monday anymore because it doesn't work. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week on Two Beats Off podcast. Stay tuned next week. Sorry, we're a little inconsistent. No, no, no. Apologize. Never oh. apologize. Yeah. All right. All right. The one thing I learned in my years on Earth never apologize for anything you are never wrong if you never apologize you're always right just ask our president it's true all right that's gonna do it for us this week on two beats off podcast uh you guys got anything to shout out not off the top of my head all right join us next week (laughs) and every week that was really anticlimactic i'm sorry (laughs) wherever you find your podcast rate and review thanks everybody good night bye Steven, say bye. Bye. That would help me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. (laughs) Steven, say goodbye. Later, gang. Bye, guys. I got to go bareback or moose tonight. (laughs) Bye. Sorry. I'll make love to you like you want.